football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Oh, here we go. Welcome in to the latest edition of the only digital radio show that is devoted exclusively to underdogs. It is the offseason. It is summer. It is vacation for the host as I'm coming to you from the mountains of North Georgia. But I could not be away this week with so much going on. Uh, in terms of the Stanley Cup, the the pending ending to the NBA Finals, the Women's World Cup, and the controversy of the first game with the United States team. Oh, and the U.S. Open in golf all going on. We've got to talk about it as part of Three Dog Thursday. So up front, my co-host Kevin Rogers not able to be with me on this edition of the show because we couldn't work it out with me on vacation. Kevin is also doing uh, duties with Vegas Insider but is also trying to get on vacation himself. So anyway, you're stuck with me here for a few minutes to give you some thoughts and give you some uh, opinion and some insight. And look, feel free to respond. You can hit me back, uh, whether it's my Twitter handle, at Buck Sideline Guy, as part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast, at B-U-C, at Buck Sideline Guy. Or also tweet at the show, at Three Dog Thursday, if you've got some opinions. And when I see all of this stuff later, I will interact. Because again, family vacation in progress. But look, it's quiet. It's I'll tell you right now, it's Thursday morning. You may hear the birds chirping in the background, etc. I'm out on the deck uh, right now of where we are but I could not I could not uh, let this show come and go for this week without commenting on some of what we've seen of what we've seen already and what we will probably see this weekend in terms of NBA finals and uh, and also U.S. Open golf with Tiger uh, Brooks Kepka, the defending champion the two-time defending champion at Pebble Beach what's going to happen for golf's third major uh, of the year. So let's discuss all of it. Let's roll the sleeves up here for a few minutes and talk about all of it. What a win. What an underdog story for the St. Louis Blues to win Game 7 on the road in Boston. It is so rare to have a Game 7 for a championship, but for the Blues to win that on Wednesday night, just, I mean, you over you overuse things like incredible and unreal and amazing, but all of, all of those things are appropriate when you consider this team was in last place, last in the Western Conference uh, playoff race, worst record in the Western Conference on January 2nd, fired their coach, replaced him with Craig Berube, a former player, the interim coach. And they go on the roll down the stretch of the season, end up getting into the playoffs as one of the wild cards, and now win the whole thing. Win the whole thing by blowing game six at home with a three games to two lead and Boston completely outplaying them. But then turn around and win game seven. Are you kidding me? In Boston at TD Garden on Wednesday night. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly gets the Conn Smythe Trophy as the MVP. Jordan Bennington, the goalie, the 25-year-old rookie, he gets his name forever in immortality on the Stanley Cup. Barubi as the interim coach, uh, I think he's probably going to get the permanent job. Uh, in St. Louis, their first ever Stanley Cup. Of course, they had won World Series in these uh, in this century and over the decades with the Cardinals. They had won NFL championship with the St. Louis Rams, obviously in 1999 with Kurt Warner and that story, the greatest show on turf. 
Uh, I'm still bitter that my Tampa Bay Buccaneers only needed one touchdown to be able to beat the Rams in the 99 NFC Championship game. When you talk about what would have been amazing road wins if the Bucs could have pulled that off against Warner and uh, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and Marshall Falk. Didn't happen. Warner threw the game-winning touchdown to Ricky Prohl in the NFC title game, went on to throw the game-winning touchdown to Isaac Bruce, the bomb in the final couple of minutes against the Titans, and the defense held on, stopping Tennessee at the one-yard line. So St. Louis has had championships, but this hockey championship, something special, uh, something out of nowhere, and to win Game 7 on the road. Again, I've had the privilege with my wife, with my father, at being at a Game 7 where the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Calgary Flames. That was now 15 years ago this past week uh, when they defeated Calgary on June the 7th, 2004. There's there's nothing like a Game 7. Yes, you have a Super Bowl that's a one-game scenario, but when you've been playing all playoffs long and you get to a Game 7, whether you're talking NBA, uh, whether you're talking like, uh, you remember Cleveland won the Game 7 at Golden State on the road, epic, for their first championship in 50 years. When you saw the Red Sox uh, battling the Dodgers in Game 7 last year. How about the Cubs waiting 100 years for a World Series? And people forget they were losing Game 7 to Cleveland. In Cleveland, a road win for the Cubs in the 2016 World Series where they go on to win in extra innings Game 7 on the road. Um, the drama of Game 7 and being in that building in what's now the Amelie Arena in downtown Tampa, there's nothing that matches it. And I know St. Louis won on the road and just took the air completely out of the building in Boston on Wednesday night. It was amazing. And what a, what a cup celebration uh, for them, for their players uh, on the ice, and then even for their super fan, 11-year-old Layla Anderson is her name. You may have seen her image on, on, on uh, social media and on the Internet. Got a rare immune disorder for her immune system uh, that, that can be fatal. She's been very sick. Uh, she has almost become the adopted mascot of the team and the Blues talked openly throughout these Stanley Cup playoffs of the inspiration they'd gotten from her to have her on the ice. She was well enough to travel with her mom. The Blues and the NHL paid for her to be able to fly to Boston and have tickets. What a memory. What a moment. She's on the ice kissing the Stanley Cup with some of their players. Hollywood doesn't buy the script, but it was real life for the St. Louis Blues, and it puts the hockey season to bed. It puts some of the hurt away. Speaking of my Lightning, the Lightning had the best record in the NHL, Match the, the greatest regular season in an 82-game schedule ever in the NHL. They get bounced out in the first round in a sweep by Columbus. We knew it was a topsy-turvy playoffs. The four division winners all lost in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round. So it was a crazy Stanley Cup playoffs. Congrats to St. Louis. First hockey championship in over 50 years of existence. They get to celebrate with the Cup, the most famous title in team sports, the Stanley Cup, where you get to take the Cup around with you. Every, every member of that team will get the Cup for a single day to get to go and celebrate with it, drink out of it, parade around with it around their hometown, pictures with their friends and family tell stories uh it's incredible congrats to the blues all right so there is the hockey now we have the basketball and at the time i'm talking it's three dog thursday we get ready for a thursday night game six golden state warriors toronto raptors toronto couldn't finish the series in game five at home now the back-to-back -back champions three in the last four years golden state back home in oakland trying to level the series at three games apiece. I believe on Three Dog Thursday here that they're going to win this. They're going to win game six, and I, I would not be surprised if they go back to Toronto and win game seven the same way they did. 
in Game 5. I know Kevin Durant's injury, which we'll get to in a second, is a factor, but right now Toronto's got self-doubt. And I think if Golden State comes out guns a-blazing on uh, on Game 6, which I believe they will on Thursday night, I think they're going to put it on Toronto, and then it's anything can happen in a Game 7, and we just saw St. Louis win a Game 7. And as I mentioned, the Cubs won a Game 7 at Cleveland. Shall I go on? Golden State blew a Game 7 at home and let Cleveland beat them when they had been down 3-1. to one. Similar, similar scenario here. Cleveland won Game 5 in Oakland. 2016 won Game 7 in Oakland. So this is not beyond the Warriors and Steph Curry, the, the most amazing scoring shooting guard that there is in basketball maybe ever. I'm not gonna. I mean, they've got Clay Thompson, who seems to be mostly healthy. They've got Draymond Green. That's they've won titles with those guys. Andre Iguodala. They've won. T- I believe Golden State will find a way here. They're clearly going to be the underdog in Game Seven against Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and company. But you look at how tight uh, Toronto played down the stretch of that game. Uh, in Game 5, I, I, I see Golden State winning this here on Three Dog Thursday and getting a fourth title in five years. I think they'll win Game 6 on Thursday night. I think they'll win Game 7. Uh, my colleague Kevin Rogers can chime in at a later date on social media on how crazy that I am on that. You can, again, hit me up at Three Dog Thursday on how crazy you think I am. Look at the way that Steph Curry, though, has risen to the occasion. Clay uh, uh, Thompson as his wingman making threes. Draymond Green should be able to step up in this game at home. It's definitely going seven, and I'll take the Warriors in seven games as part of Three Dog Thursday for their legacy. Now, on to the Kevin Durant stuff. So much has been said and written since his re-injury, and look, Kevin Rogers and I talked at length. I didn't believe he was going was gonna to be able to play. I didn't think he was going to try it. He did rest. He rehabbed over four and a half weeks and tried it the other night and obviously re-injured himself. Several points need to be made. For all of the dialogue about team doctors and Kevin Durant's doctors and Steve Kerr, the coach, and and on and on, um, but with the ownership and the, and the general manager and the team president, you know who this decision to play in Game 5 rested with? It rested with Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant had two previous championship rings and could have very easily said, you know what, I'm good. I have got a significant injury, and I need to make sure that it's not career-threatening, career-jeopardizing, or even worse. But you know who wanted to rehab and wanted to play above all else? Kevin Durant. There's nobody forcing Kevin Durant multi multi-millionaire with a brand name his own shoe worth 200 million dollars off the court there was nobody forcing him out on that court in Toronto the other night he wanted to play and I'm sure that the doctors including the second opinion he got from his own doctors by the way said to him you are going to take a risk here a risk of re-injury and something else could happen but it's up to you it's a small risk that this could happen, but you are going to take the risk. The decision is ultimately his, kids. It's ultimately up to the professional. Not a rookie, not a college player, not a high school kid where parents are involved. It's ultimately up to KD. He was due to be an unrestricted free agent and will be here in a few weeks. He was obviously weighing, can I get one more title with Golden State before I go to play for the Knicks or whoever else he's going to sign with, the Lakers. He's weighing all of that. And the doctors obviously took him through rehab steps where he was able to demonstrate, I can run, I can jump, I can cut, or else he'd have never been cleared to play. And that's what Steve Kerr was talking about the other night. He was medically cleared to play. He's going to defer all the decisions to the doctors and Durant himself. And look, it's a touchy situation because Golden State knows he's likely going to leave. 
but now he has seriously hurt himself. He had the Achilles surgery on Wednesday, was putting pictures on social media of him having the surgery, and Durant is probably out until next spring. It is a six- to nine-month rehab. At the earliest he would be back is something like the All-Star break for whatever team he plays for. And will he be the same player down the road? We don't know. Ultimately here, in terms of the subplot and all the intrigue and all the criticism, Kevin Durant is responsible for Kevin Durant being on the court in Toronto. He wanted to try it. He knew, even with a couple of championship rings already, that he would be viewed somehow as not having tried to play. He knew how that would look if he leaves the Warriors, and especially if they lost in Game 5. Did he give up on them? He wanted to try to play the other night, and he re-injured himself. And these things happen. When you get older, you're going to re-injure yourself when you're coming back from injury. And he was coming back from a significant calf injury that was obviously not fully healed. But he was willing to give it a go, and he deserves some credit for that. But he also deserves responsibility for that. So there you go. There's my, there's my opinions on the NBA. I still believe the Warriors will win. Again, by the way, subscribe to this show. Wherever you're hearing it, however you're finding it, through Red Circle Podcasting, subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, through Google Podcasts. Subscribe to Three Dog Thursday. We roll along throughout the summer here, and we're headed to the fall in football. That's our wheelhouse for college football in the NFL. And again, Kevin Rogers will be back with me. I'm on vacation here on this edition, but I had to come your way. All right, two more subjects to cover. On the Women's World Cup, there's a long way to go, and it was just one game for the United States against Thailand. But what an opening lightning rod game for the U.S. women's national team. They are one of the favorites to win the whole thing. They're the defending champs. And I I will say here from the mountains of North Carolina that I have my identical 11-year-old girls that are with me and their friend. Shout out to Riley, Abby, and Caroline who were watching the soccer game. And look, they were into it. They were excited. They were watching the U.S. women's team score over and over and over again. And the other family that's with me on the vacation, the Zs, they're watching it. My father and my mother were actually here as part of the vacation. They came on the RV and were in another part of of the southeast, but they came over. They were watching this game. We were all excited to see the U.S. scoring goals. But this is what I explained to my 11-year-olds, who, by the way, play soccer, and I help coach them. And their coach is on the trip, Coach Z, with me. And he was like, oh, put it on them. And I understand, look, the all put it on them is the seventh goal. It's the eighth goal at 8 nothing. It's the ninth goal. Once you have gotten to 8 or 9 to nothing, even in the World Cup, the point has been proven. And at this point, all you're doing is piling on and embarrassing yourselves. And look, I know there has been defense of the U.S. women's team, and part of the argument is, oh, well, goal differential could matter. Yeah, it could matter. But a meteor could also hit the earth, and that could matter too. There are all kinds of different things that could matter. The bus could get lost or run out of gas, and a team has to forfeit. That could matter too. And for the argument about, oh, well, goal differential might matter if you tie Sweden, go beat Sweden that's in your group. Win your group by winning all of your games. Stop with the negativity and the scenarios of we can't beat Sweden because Sweden beat you in the Olympics back in, uh, in Brazil back in 2016. Go beat them. Then goal differential doesn't matter. And the argument being made, well, oh, these, these women, they, they scored their first goal in the World Cup. They want to celebrate. Megan Rapino, the captain, has scored goals previously in the World Cup. Alex Morgan has scored goals previously in the World Cup. She's got over 50 goals scored in international play. Carly Lloyd had a hat trick in the first half of the World Cup final in 2015. And this is what I was talking about to my daughters. And this goes out to any parent that is trying to talk sportsmanship with their kids. 
It, Megan Rapino and, and Carly Lloyd and Alex Morgan didn't need to score any more goals. When it's the 10th goal of the game, the 12th goal of the game, Carly Lloyd came in as a late sub and scored the 13th goal of the game. Back off, like my colleague Rob Stone, who I've known for 25 years, and Rob Stone is as educated uh, on, on international soccer in the World Cup. He's working his fourth World Cup uh, right now for Fox Sports, Men's and Women's World Cup. He is as well-versed on the international game and the subplots and the players and the amount of weeks and months of preparation. He is entitled to an opinion, and he's an American, and he bleeds soccer in the United States, and his first reaction was, this is embarrassing putting an 11th, a 12th, a 13th goal on a team, and stop it with the goal differential stuff. You don't have to pile on. You don't, you don't have to score an 11th, 12th, and 13th goal, the equivalent of a 15th or 18th touchdown in a football game, the equivalent of trying to score 23 runs in a baseball game by stealing bases, taking extra bases, hitting more home runs, bunting to score more runs. Have some sportsmanship. It's a great life lesson here. Your opponent is beaten. You don't have to humiliate him. It's not sweep the leg from the Cobra Kai in the Karate Kid. The United States may go on to win the World Cup. Then again, you know what happens when you bully people and you do things like this? I'm a firm believer. You watch it happen. What goes around comes around. I don't think somebody's going to beat the United States 13 to nothing. But watch somebody win. Watch somebody win controversially. Watch a referee when the world already dislikes us anyway, watch a referee make a controversial call. What goes around comes around. When you rub it in, when you pile on, it happens all the time in sports. It was a bad look for the U.S. Let's move on. Let's, let's not try to score 10, 12, 15 goals on defenseless, beaten teams. Please. Thailand was behind 8 nothing, 10 nothing. There's five minutes left in the game, 10 minutes left. We didn't need to see it. Go USA, I want them to win. There's a way to win. There's a right way to win. That was not it earlier this weekend. It was embarrassing. Good for Rob Stone for speaking out. And finally, the U.S. Open Golf here on Three Dog Thursday. They're teeing it up. It's beginning today. Pebble Beach, California, all the way on the other side of the continent where I am in North Georgia. Historic golf club. And, of course, everybody's all eyes are on Tiger. Can he bounce back after he... Didn't make the cut at the PGA Championship, but won the Masters. Look, let's don't gloss over Brooks Kepka winning now two PGA Championships and two U.S. Opens back-to-back. Can he make it three straight U.S. Opens? We're about to find out what's going to happen at historic Pebble Beach. Tiger in the group with Jordan Spieth and uh, with Justin Rose, I believe it is. I don't know that Tiger makes the cut here. The, the rough is, is tremendously long. The inaccuracy off the tee is going to penalize you. It's going to be tough scoring conditions. Kepka is obviously a guy that can overpower the course. So too can Tiger. So too can Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson with the long drives. But Tiger at 43, look, he was talking earlier in the week. This is not 2000 when he dominated. That's still one of the most incredible weekends in sports, especially for an individual with no teammates. To be the only guy under par and yet win by 15 shots. I mean, what he did on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, stomping the field at that 2000 U.S. Open at this same site at historic Pebble Beach in Cypress, California, in Monterey, the Monterey Peninsula. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Kepka's obviously the favorite. Tiger is, is what, 10-1. to 1. I like Jordan Spieth, who's won major championships, including a U.S. Open a few years back at Chambers Bay 
in uh, in uh, suburban Seattle in in the Pacific Northwest. Give me Jordan Spieth at sixteen to one. You want another dark horse? How about somebody like Hideki Matsuyama? I saw him at thirty-five to one. He's a guy that might round into form. I think I saw that Adam Scott is thirty-five to one. He might win as well. You want a couple of international players? Watch Matsuyama. Watch Adam Scott for Three Dog Thursday purposes. I don't think Tiger will win. I don't believe Tiger will really contend. I think Kepka will. I think Spieth will. Matsuyama, Scott, maybe Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson was winning at Pebble Beach in the U.S. Open until he imploded with an 82 in the third round on Saturday. Let's see what happens as it all unfolds with the U.S. Open. All right, I've taken up enough time. It's back to vacation. Thank you for bearing with me. It is Three Dog Thursday. Again, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Thanks for hanging out. Congrats to the Blues as the Stanley Cup champs. I still thank the Warriors. You, you can impugn me. You can harpoon me. You can, you can make fun of me. I still think the Warriors find a way to win the NBA Finals. Uh, go U.S. women. I love the Femmes. I-, I got soccer players in my own household. They're pumped about this Women's World Cup, but there's a right way to win. Let's win it the right way. And let's see what happens with our national championship in golf with the U.S. Open this weekend in Pebble Beach. Primetime golf. That means I get to vacation during the day. I'm going zip lining in the mountains later today if this is my last broadcast on Three Dog Thursday because I did not survive zip lining. Thank you for being with me all these episodes, all these years. I think I'll be fine, by the way. I think it'll be good. The twins will be with me. Photos to follow probably on social media. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy Father's Day to the dads. Thank you for hanging out. Kevin Rogers will be back with you soon as part of the only digital radio show that's devoted exclusively to underdogs. Follow the show at 3 Dog Thursday. Find the show as part of Red Circle Podcasting. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. I'm TJ Reeves. Thanks for being with me on this edition of 3 Dog Thursday. Bye.